Welcome to today's edition of CS Computing News, in which we give you a brief but focused look at several of the biggest and most interesting technology-related stories. Our first story is, three advanced technologies begin to improve mobile telephony. As popular as mobile telephony has become, customers still see room for improvement. For example, many users are frustrated with poor sound quality, dead zones in which they can't receive cellular signals, and making calls in areas with expensive mobile rates. With this in mind, phone makers and service providers are increasingly adopting three technologies, Wi-Fi calling, voice over LTE, and HD voice. To help people when they can't find cellular signals, some smartphone makers and service providers are turning to Wi-Fi calling, which utilizes Wi-Fi for voice communications. An additional benefit for users is that Wi-Fi calls aren't charged against a customer's cellular minutes. Wi-Fi calling transfers voice packets via the Internet from a smartphone to the service provider, which then transmits them on the cellular network. Wi-Fi calling also lets users work directly with their mobile phones and use their own telephone numbers instead of having to utilize an Internet interface and separate identifier, as is the case with Skype. Experts say that handoffs from the cellular network to the Wi-Fi network might not always be seamless and that the technology thus needs more work. Voice over LTE allows the transmission of high-quality audio as IP packets over high-speed 4G long-term evolution networks, previously used only for data. This not only enables better audio and video call quality, but also lets carriers operate just one network for all their services, rather than one for data and one for voice. HD Voice, also known as Wideband Audio, enables high-definition audio for mobile telephony. The technology does this by sampling audio streams twice as often as traditional telephony and reproducing the sound over a wider frequency range. Our second story is, New Application Wins at Poker. Teaching computers to win at games is nothing new. However, computers have traditionally excelled only at perfect information games in which all players know all information relevant to making decisions. For example, in checkers, both players know the rules and can see where all the pieces are. Computers have not been very successful in most card games, however, as players typically don't know all the cards that other participants are holding. Now, though, researchers at the University of Alberta, led by Professor Michael Bowling, developed the Cepheus application which can beat humans at Texas Hold'em Poker. They say, the net, they say the work is a breakthrough in artificial intelligence and game theory. To make the computation manageable, the University of Alberta researchers played the game's heads-up limit variant, in which there are two players who are limited to a set number of bets, all of a fixed amount. To develop Cepheus, the team used a game theory approach called Nash Equilibrium. The equilibrium exists at, one, at the point at which players gain no benefit by changing their strategy as long as other players don't alter their approaches. It helps predict what will happen when several people involved in a situation make decisions that affect the outcome. This can help identify the best strategy to take in such a situation. The team also used the counterfactual regret minimization computational approach. 
by playing many games and seeing which strategies win and lose, a system determines which are most effective in various situations. These complex and time-consuming processes require a system to store and then work with a lot of information. With this in mind, the researchers applied computation and storage optimization techniques that decreased the amount of data they had to keep on hand from 260 to 17 terabytes. Nonetheless, they had to run Cepheus on a cluster of 200 2.1 gigahertz cores, each with 32 gigabytes of RAM, and play billions of simulated hands of Texas Hold'em per second for two months to become proficient at the game. The University of Alberta team says that their application could have uses outside of games, such as in designing energy and national security strategies. Our final story is, Oldies topped the list of 2014's worst passwords. Security vendor Splash Data has released its annual bad password list for 2014, and there are familiar names on the list, most of which violate security experts' advice for choosing good passwords. Atop the list, as it has since the first list in 2011, was 123456. In fact, nine of the top 25 bad passwords are all numbers with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in 3rd, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 in 4th, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0 in 6th, and 1, 2, 3, 4 in 7th. In 2nd place, as it has been since 2011, was the word password. Other oldies but not so goodies on the list include QWERTY, the first six letters from the left on a keyboard's top row of letters, which was in 5th place. For sports fans, baseball was in 8th place and football in ninth. And for comic book and fantasy enthusiasts, Dragon was in ninth place, Superman was in 21st, and Batman was in 24th. All made their first appearance on the list. I Love You was one of nine passwords from 2013 to fall off the list. Splash Data generated its list by analyzing 3.3 million passwords leaked during 2014 and determining which were most commonly used and thus, presumably, the easiest to guess. Independent security consultant Mark Burnett, who helped Splash Data with its study, agreed that strong passwords are important but said that the new list's results must be taken in context. For example, he wrote in his blog, while 123456 is the most common password, only 0.6% of the users involved actually employed it. Also, he noted, 2014's top 25 passwords represented only about 2.2% of passwords exposed, the lowest in recent years. These indicate that users may be increasingly moving away from easy-to-guess passwords. Thank you for listening, and check back for another edition of CS Computing News.